from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and thanks for checking in with us on this Monday. Greetings today from Studio B at the world headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans as we begin a new week of Black and Blue Reports for you. This is the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We gear it toward you, the fans, each and every weekday, anytime after noon central. That's why we call it No Appointment Radio. I've been getting some good emails about where you all are catching the podcast. Many are doing it while you're working out at the end of the day, which we love that. And certainly a lot of you on your commute home certainly partaking as well. Well, we're going to have a pretty busy week for you as we uh, will turn our attention to a couple of Saints issues, notably this week the Hall of Fame ceremonies for the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame is on our minds. Of course, the NFL owners meetings are to be held in Atlanta later today and then throughout tomorrow, and we're expecting and hoping for a very positive vote from the NFL owners in totality, and we're hoping, of course, they are ready to award Super Bowl 52 in 2018 to New Orleans. It would be the eighth time that the Mercedes-Benz Superdome hosts the big game and it would be a record 11th time for the city of New Orleans to also host the big game. And of course there are other issues at the owners meetings to be discussed, notably uh, point after attempts, uh, HGH testing, uh, and a few other odds and ends. So a very eventful time with regard to that off the field uh, news machine and our own John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com will be there and give us full coverage not only on the team website, but here on the Black and Blue Report as well. And as I mentioned, the Hall of Fame ceremonies are going on tomorrow, uh, and we're going to also talk to the Hall of Fame inductees and share that with you later on this week here on the Black and Blue Report. Of course, the big news over this past weekend regarding the Saints was rookie minicamp. They had five practices over three days in good participation from uh, basically three different contingencies, or constituencies, I should say. Uh, of course, the drafted players by the Saints, the undrafted free agents signed by the Saints for a look, and then a tryout group as well. Some of those newcomers and some of those are veterans. There were a number of signings over the weekend, and of course, a full report on that is to be found at NewOrleansSaints.com. And of course, uh, most all of the draft picks have been signed now to their rookie contracts, and probably most notably is Brandon Cooks, the first-round selection out of Oregon State as a wide receiver. We will uh, hear from Brandon Cooks on today's Black and Blue Report. We'll get his thoughts following a practice session on Saturday here on campus. We'll also hear from head coach Sean Payton today and also defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. That'll be primarily the focus of our podcast today as we recap the rookie minicamp from over the weekend. NBA-wise, well, the home team's a winner in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. As many of you already know, Indiana kind of cruised yesterday in taking Game 1 of their series against the Miami Heat. And I guess I can't say I'm too surprised, based on how that series has played out, regular and post. 
over the last two seasons between the two. I think now Indiana is 7-1 and one when they play at home, and Miami is 6-1 and one in their home uh, games against the Pacers. And tonight the Western Conference uh, uh, Finals begin, of course, between the Spurs and the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we're going to talk more, uh, probably more off, uh, more preferably on Wednesday with David Wesley about the uh, conference finals going on this week in the NBA. And then, of course, we also had horse racing news. And I know many of you follow the sport of kings as we had another great finish by California Chrome. Uh, he has taken the first two jewels of the Triple Crown, and uh, we have something to look forward to at the Belmonts. There was a little bit of controversy earlier today uh, because California Chrome has been wearing a like a like a Breathe Right nasal strip. You know what I'm talking about, but, of course, on a much larger scale. Uh, and he's won that now through the first two races in the Triple Crown, and in his winning streak that dates back to the non-Triple Crown races, uh, they now in New York are going to allow California Chrome to wear that nasal strip in the Belmont, which was the most grueling of the three races. That one goes a mile and a half. So perhaps... For the first time since 1978, here in 2014, we'll be talking about a Triple Crown winner. And uh, you never know, uh, as we've seen many uh, come close, only to fail in that final grueling mile and a half at the Belmont. All right, so today on the show, we're going to focus in on the rookie camp for the New Orleans Saints. And again, take you back through a couple of uh, key press conferences over the weekend. Head coach Sean Payton in just a moment. Then we'll hear from defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. And we'll also hear from Brandon Cooks participating in the black and gold for the first time this week here on Airline Drive. So stay with us. We've got plenty to go back over. You may have heard some of it, but probably not all of it. And that's why we're here today. I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks again for joining us. And when we come back, we'll start things up with Saints head coach, Sean Payton. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. And right now, it's a lot more fun. Lotto Lanyard. Buy a $5 single draw lotto ticket. Get a raffle entry to win up to $50,000. Lotto Lanyard. A lot more cash and a lot more fun. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back here inside Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly. Saturday was the day that the Saints coaches and players talked to the assembled media during the rookie minicamp. Otherwise, things were closed to the media and to the general public all weekend long. They were very busy, a ton of meetings, and they crammed five good workouts into a three-day period. We're going to get some thoughts now from Sean Payton. I want to, because we can on a podcast, I want to play for you his entire press conference uh, from Saturday as he goes through a number of different uh, players, scenarios, and what he was able to glean uh, from a couple of practices at that juncture during this uh, rookie minicamp. 
So without further ado, from Saturday, here is Saints head coach Sean Payton with the media. Just a couple of moves here. Uh, we signed our two fifth round our two fifth round picks, Vinny Sinceri and Ronald Powell. Also our sixth round pick, Tavon uh, Rooks. Um, we just finished our third practice, so we'll have another one this afternoon and then uh, one in the morning. Any questions just on this camp? Sean, what, what, do you, what do you see when you get to see players in person, the, the benefit of that, just the appreciation of finally getting from tape to on the field? Um, well, you begin gathering the information, and you, you know we told them in the first meeting the, the evaluation process begins. There, there are a handful of different groups here, and to be pretty simple, we've got our drafted players from this past draft. We've got the free agents that we signed after the draft. And then there's also a number, more than half of this camp is made up of three-day trial players. And those are some veteran players as well as first-year rookie players. Uh, you know, the good thing is you, you get out here, we got plenty of numbers, so you're able to run your drills. And, you know, you, you start becoming familiar with how they're picking it up. You know, without without it being contact, you're really looking at installs and, and quickly uh, getting their assignments down and seeing who's in shape, that kind of thing. But uh, so far, it's going well. The weather's been outstanding. So when you drafted Brandon, obviously, you, you envisioned him a versatile playmaker, right, that could do a lot of things, line up and Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he is versatile. He's someone, he's obviously a receiver. Um, and, you know, I think we can, Line him up in the slot. Line him up outside. Uh, he's got, you know, a very good skill set with regards to his acceleration, his speed. He catches the ball well. You know, I like his toughness, and uh, so he's he's handled these first three practices well. As far as the installations, you know, we line him up at X. We can move him around, but right now we we typically try to give these guys just a position in these in these early camps. Sean, you talked to the other day about Ronald Powell and how a guy in his position maybe has a little more incentive. What have you seen that manifest itself? I, I think so far, you know, he's he's handled what we're doing well. Uh, he seems to be in good shape. And, uh, you know, I, there, there's some positions that are more difficult just because you're not in pads. You know, last year, I'll give you an example. It was hard to really get a sense of how Kyrie ran until we got into training camp. And, and I would have guessed maybe – he was a different style runner through this springtime, and then when we were in pads, he was much different. So I think the same thing can apply for, for a handful of players that really the pads begin to define him a little bit. So, But he's he's doing well. Sean, it's amazing on the recovery time when he's torn ACLs that Sinceri tore in, in October and it looked, looked good in camp today there that the recovery time is that quick on these ACLs. You know, I read something. They, they all vary. And depending on the injury, depending on the patient, depending on the procedure, there, there's a lot of variables that go into it. Unfortunately for him, it was just specifically the ACL. Um, he had a, a good procedure. He's rehabbed it well. You know, we'll be smart and be careful. Um, but he is able to move around. We felt when we saw his second pro day, or the first time he was able to work out, you, you know, we thought that uh, it looked pretty healthy. And it wasn't a complete workout, and yet, it was one in which we saw enough to feel like it, it was progressing. So um, we'll be smart, though. And, and anytime you have a surgery like that, uh, you know, it, it can take up to a year. But we feel like he'll be full by the time we start training camp. And, and for the most part, with what we're doing out here, he's been good. So for a guy like Brandon Coleman, I know the, the injury 
the injury last year. Um, is this an important camp for him and that you need to see the fluidity in his movements and all that? And what do you think about him as a receiver, big guy? Well, I, I think this, uh, A, we're, we're always paying attention to how they're moving. Um, he's big. He's a big target. Uh, he's been very productive. Um, and there's just some little things that we're working on with him just with regards to his transition. But he's picked things up well. He seems to be moving around well. And the other thing is you, you, you want to begin to find out or educate yourself on what weight we think these players should be at. So, uh, But so far, he, he's done a good job. And, and again, with, with the limited snaps that all of these guys have had, he's handled it well. Coach, what did you like out of uh, Jordan Jefferson enough to give him a, a look? Well, we're pretty familiar with the player. We saw him up at LSU. He actually threw for our local workout here that we hold every year in the uh, indoor facility. And you know, when you have a camp like this, it's important to have uh, enough arms. But he's athletic. He's big. He's picked, picked things up well. And you know, just like the other two guys, he's quickly trying to get as familiar with the offense as possible. But um, he, he, he's handled it fairly quickly. and. It's still a work in progress. There's things you work on with his foot mechanics, his drop mechanics. But we saw a couple workouts and, and obviously uh, uh, have seen him play. Coach, you got another former Tiger out here, Jacob Hester. What do you hope to see from him during this campaign? He's one of those veteran players that, that's here on a three-day workout. Uh, he's smart. He's very instinctive. You can see that. He makes good decisions at the snap of the ball. You know, he rarely does the wrong thing. He's got good hands. Uh, it's my first exposure to him, really you know, in this type of setting. And he's been with a, a handful of teams. I think everyone, uh, everywhere he's been, though, he's, there's been a niche for him. And so he's certainly a niche type player that, that knows what to do. Sean, you got players in, in this, and most NFL teams, I would imagine, do, the guys that have been in the league for a year and still trying to make it. Do you see a difference in their ability to adjust and pick things up if you've been in, been in one of these before? Yeah, it, it all varies. You know, there's some, there's some rookies that, learn ex exceptionally fast and and they pick it up right away and and there's some veterans the same way they they may understand the the ropes a little bit more but in saying that there's some veterans maybe that that don't pick pick things up as easily um so it's it's a mixed bag you know and we try to really once they get here just put the the name on the helmet and and really go by what we see we try to do that as best we can uh the pressure always is to to try to evaluate 21 or however many workout players are here and make sure that we're not missing on someone that has done enough good things to, to sign them to a contract. That's the, the, the key, you know, is making sure you're in a short period of time we're, we're getting enough snaps to look at or maybe one specific characteristic they do well that we think uh, can carry over. Sean, is it a coincidence that you guys get back into Grand Valley State and West Texas A&M this year? Or did, did that open I think so. I think some of those younger... Some of those other programs have, have done a really good job. Uh, Grand Valley, uh, West Texas. I mean, each year now, there, there were other players aside from the ones that are here that are in other camps. So, you know, with the scholarships the way they are, you, you see a lot of good football, not just at the major college level. And so we try to scout it accordingly. And with Brandon Coleman, was it injury concerns that, that made him an undrafted player? I don't. I can't. I can't speak yeah. for the other teams. You know, um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I know it was going to be harder for us to draft a receiver after drafting one in the first round, but I, I'm not sure. He's, he certainly has size. Uh, he, he, I think he had a little bit more productive junior season, but uh, you know, it, it, 
seven rounds is not a lot. Right. You know, it used to be more than that. So there's always shoot a number of guys not drafted that make rosters, and I'm sure he's he's looking at it that way and competing for a spot. At any time, did you have to reiterate about the whole Kyrie Robinson story to, to these players out here? Well, it's not just Kyrie. I think yeah. during the process, we're in touch with the agents, and I, look, the agents are smart, and they're able to look over a period of one year, three years, go back nine years, and, and look at the amount of players that have made a roster as a free agent, whether they're Kyrie's a unique example in that he was here on a tryout. And, uh, but Billy Miller was here as a veteran trial player at this camp and, and was signed to a, a roster spot and ended up being real productive for us for a stretch. So I, I think that's something that's earned by reputation or in, in history. And, you know, we just uh, kind of try to educate them as quickly as we can. It's a short period of time when the draft ends and when you're signing a lot of these players. Did you have a comment about uh, House Bill 1069 and how it uh, impacts the franchise? <clears throat> no, I, I've i read a little bit on it just yesterday. And honestly, uh, I, I don't think I can shed any more light to it. I don't think it's as big of a deal maybe as, as the initial news of it hit because it's happened seven, eight, nine other teams. I think that'll take care of itself. Uh, my focus really is to make sure our locker room's in good shape and, uh, and and getting prepared and looking forward to the season. And and I can just speak for the team, and I know they are. You know, so that'll that'll take care of itself. Sean Stanley, Gene Baptiste, a guy who comes in here and, and does seem a little raw, needs to develop skills, or is he? Well, grasps that position after his. I, I, I think he's he's doing well. I think there's certain elements to his game that he. Uh, is, is further along at. He, he's certainly comfortable at the line of scrimmage in a press technique because of his size. Um, and, and that being said, because of his size, when you play more off coverage, that transition becomes a little bit tougher. But so far, uh, you know, we really like what we've seen from him. He's athletic. He's got good ball skills. He played receiver. And he seems to be real smart. And is there anybody that in the first two days that you looked at your roster, who is that guy? Anybody done anything out here that's passed the eyeball test? Well, a lot of them have. Um, it'd be hard to just start singling out guys after three practices. But we've got these little cards, these little laminate cards with all the numbers on them. And the problem is the font's too small. <laughs> so i got to go back into my office and put the readers on to see. that, that the, the overall group. And the attitude has been outstanding. I, I would say the weather obviously helps. And one of the things we always talk about right from the get-go is just being available. And so in a short three-day period, you know, you see where players maybe have been dehydrated or maybe their shoes have caused a blister and they're not able to practice in the PM. There's a number of reasons maybe to keep a player out. But I, I'd say after three practices with the weather we've had, that for the most part, guys have been uh, very attentive uh, and the energy has been very good. Sean, do you think Flanders' skill set will transfer well to the NFL? I know we got a little smaller school. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I, that's the, the hard thing is making an instant evaluation. We try to stay away from that. But, uh, you know, we've got a ton of time here. Most of these young players will be able to stay with us now through the OTAs into the veteran mini camp. There's a couple. I think one specific example would be Brandon. He's on a quarter system. So that'll put him back. At Oregon, Oregon's campus until his graduation, then he'll he'll join us for the last week of our uh, organized team activities. But these guys will slowly transition into what the veterans are doing right now. So, so what, is it, what is it that you can see 
from a player, from a running back position at this point that would make you want to invite him back? Well, the one thing you, you hope is that he's able to pick up the terminology. So there's a mental element to the weekend. And, but, you know, in Kyrie's case, it took a while. There's a lot that we're giving him. Um, you want to see that they can run. You know, they're fluid. But there's a lot of things you can't see. And, you know, fortunately for us, uh, we were able to get him to the 90-man the roster at training camp, and, and then it, it became a little clearer. But, you know, it's, it's, it's assignment, it's footwork, speed and agility. Those are some of the things you can see out here without pads on. When you're deciding who's going to be here for a rookie minicamp, who are you going to, who are you going to infuse a roster with? How do you decide the difference between a different personality to each his own versus someone that could be labeled a distraction? Uh, our, our, our focus starts with the grade. You know, we've got grades on not just the players drafted, but every player in here has been graded on college tape. So. When the draft's winding down and we're in the seventh round, we start stacking these magnets by grade. And if you wanted to look at the grease board, you saw all the way to the left, you have quarterbacks. They might have a little one underneath it. We're going to sign one. And then we've got three, four, five of them listed, their magnets based on grade. And then we do that with each position all the way over to kicker. And some positions might have two or three spots available. So the challenge always is in the process of calling these players when the draft's ending, of, of trying to trying to identify your top guys and, and offer them the opportunity before you get to the, the middle or the bottom of the, the stack. So it's really a process done by grades. They're, they're scouting grade. And then, you know, is there space? Did we draft, uh, you know, a safety? And, and it was probably going to be a little harder for us to, to get a player we've drafted at a certain position. I apologize. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize if I didn't ask, ask the question correctly. I was asking for it for guys. Uh, has issues that aren't uh, criminal nature or mischief. How do you decide what is considered the, a distraction and what and what is just a different? A we have two. We have, no, I, I understand your question. We have two colors. You know, we we pay attention to the red color, which is uh, injury history, and the blue color, which is character. So, through the draft process, we pay real close attention to their health. We meet with the doctors. We go to the rechecks in Indianapolis. And we establish if they're going to be a red or a, a light red grade with injury. With regards to character, you know, we look closely at uh, school reports, our security, league security. And now if they're not red or blue, then they're like a clean magnet. So we keep it that simple. Uh, Strozier, uh, yeah, we saw him as a defensive secondary playmaker for Tulane last year. And it looks like Darren Spoles out there. He, he worked out for us at the local workout. And... He initially played running back. Um, I wasn't as familiar with the player. Mike knew, of course, and CJ. Those guys were able to <clears throat> reference, you know, what he did early in his career. So he worked out as a running back, and he, he did some really good things. He graduates this afternoon, so he'll be at that ceremony, and then he'll be back here for meetings, and then be at practice tomorrow. But he's pretty smart. And he's got real good hands. Um, he's quick. He, he's been impressive, just in this short three-day window or three-practice window. Is it his choice on which position he want to go? Yeah, I think I think when he came to our local workout, he wanted to work out as a running back. And I, to his credit, I think he felt probably his chances were better with his size at that position than maybe playing defensive back. And I know he was their player of the year on defense and played a big role in, in their success. So um, very quickly, you can see why. You know, he's smart and 
he understands what we're doing, uh, and it seemed, seems to come pretty quickly to him. There was also a touching moment when head coach Sean Payton introduced former Tulane safety Devin Walker, who was injured, of course, in the tragic uh, accident that now sees him as paralyzed in, uh, in a ball game played at Tulsa University. But Walker was signed to an honorary contract by the Saints this weekend, uh, of course, recognizing his courage and inspiration, not only to, of course, the Tulane Green Wave, but to the New Orleans Saints themselves and all of us who know uh, Devin Walker's story. So a very nice moment. It's also the day that Devin Walker graduated with a, a degree from Tulane University. When we come back here on the Black and Blue Report, we'll flip things over to the defensive side of the football and hear from defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is, I just saw your test results and they look great. No problems. Leading edge care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Out of the six players selected in the NFL draft by the New Orleans Saints a little over a week ago, four were on the defensive side of the football. Of course, Stanley Jean-Baptiste was one of them, Ronald Powell too. And of course, there are other defenders looking for a spot in the NFL, perhaps with the New Orleans Saints. Saints defensive coordinator Rob Ryan talked about the defense in general, some of those men we just mentioned, and of course, a thought or two about the speedy Brandon Cooks now that he has to work against, or his defense has to work against, in Saints practices. Here's Rob Ryan. I, mean, I was thinking, you know, I asked Sean, I said, how, how different is it finally having to go from film to seeing these guys out here on the field and the defensive players you guys drafting other players that are here? Uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, uh, finally get back out on the grass. It's been a long time, so, uh, you know, it's exciting. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's great to see the guys in person. You know, we've studied them for so many months. Uh, to actually get to see him out on the field, to uh, to teach him in the classroom, to watch him how they take that teaching and go out and apply it. it. It's been fun. You know, we've had three practices, but it's been fun. Are you curious to see how well Baptiste translates in the college game? Being a very young corner, one thing wide receiver to the program and having to kind of pick it up quickly. Oh yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is we got a uh, a really fine talent here uh, in Baptiste. He's going to be uh, really special. Uh, you know, but he's working with, you know, to me, and it's easy, you know, the best secondary coaches in football and, uh, you know, uh, and, and Wesley McGriff and, and Andre Curtis. They're, I can't wait to see how good they're going to make this kid. And they'll do it right away because uh, they're already with him. He's eager to learn and he's applying, you know, just already uh, techniques that our coaches are teaching him for the pro game. 
and uh, he's going to be something special. When you draft, when you draft a guy uh, like Ronald Holland, he had huge credentials coming out of high school, going into college. And when you you draft a guy like that, I mean, what what are you seeing, trying to see from him? Almost kind of like because I know he was injured at ACL in college. I mean, do you feel like that there's a lot of upside? Considering oh yeah, I, I think I think all the picks that. Uh, uh, you know that Mickey and, and Ryan and, and uh, uh, Sean pick all have upside, tremendous upside. And and as coaches, you know we pride ourselves and we're gonna we want to get the best out of those guys. And and uh, obviously with with uh, all of uh, Powell's ability, uh, you know we we have a tremendous upside there with him. So uh, he's you know uh, working with a great Joe Vitt. I mean shoot, he'll uh, you know we're looking forward to really good things out of him. What what is maybe the initial thought of? vision for him maybe uh, you know obviously outside linebacker and uh, right. you guys have you know Paris and Victor and right kind of a similar role like right as the, those guys well I mean right now we're you know we're seeing him as a Sam linebacker mm -hmm. uh, we're not we're not um, putting in any special defenses for our other OTAs and things we're teaching guys just position you know their regular base positions and and as it goes, you know, once the season gets on, you, you uh, get your 53-man roster. You, you know how to put your guys together. And, and uh, you know, whatever those packages are, uh, you know, you try to come up with the best players on the field at, at the time. So uh, he'll be working at Sam Linebacker, and, and he's doing a good job. Rob, give me your perspective from a coordinator standpoint. What kind of problems does Cooks, Will Cooks present for a defense? Well, he's uh, he's got tremendous speed and quickness, and uh, anytime a, a, a player is handpicked by Sean Payton to play offense, you know, a receiver, you better believe he's going to be something. Something. So uh, I, I'm anxious to see him. I'm out here watching. I was like, ooh, uh, this guy uh, <laughs> opens your eyes, you know, and you can feel his speed. So uh, you know, it's something that Al Davis used to say: Can you feel his speed? Well, you can certainly feel his speed, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. Because I know uh, how Sean, that they're going to create roles to get this guy involved, and it'll be it'll be awesome. What do you feel court? that way about any of the defensive guys? Anybody that you said this guy really fit what I like to do? I think all these guys yeah. do. I think uh, every draft choice we had, uh, and some of the free agents, they're all they're all big and tough. Yeah. You know, they're big, tough guys. Uh, you know, that can run, and that's what we want to be on defense. You know, we we. You know, strive to be a big, tough, physical defense, and those are the players we have. You know, so uh, whoever we bring into the group, you know, is going to be like the. You know, these these are big, tough guys that want to compete and get better and be the best, and, and that's we're bringing our guys to our room, these new guys to the room. Obviously, we want to bring those same qualities to the teammates that are already there. Both the rookie uh, Gene Baptiste and Champ Bailey are both. Press corners, obviously, as part of their forte. Is that? I mean, you oh, like yeah. that in all your corners. You want yeah, them to absolutely. Be able to I think the game's that way now. You have to be able to press. You know, champ could do anything. He can line up backwards and cover. But and he's done it before. You know. But uh, this young guy is. Uh, we're getting a piece of clay, and and Wesley McGriff's going to mold him into something special. Rob, you went down to Florida's pro, pro day and saw Ronald Powell work out. There's a guy that's kind of gotten knocked down from what he was when he came in from high school. What do you see in his desire and what do you see in his ability so far? Well, I tell you what, he's, he's uh, uh, very, you know, he has great desire. Uh, he knows he's, 
he is, uh, you know, was injured in Florida and things. So he knows he's got a lot of upside, and and we're going to just keep working it and get it out of him. And and uh, but he wants to be a great football player, so uh, he'll have the opportunity here in New Orleans. When you look at Jean Baptiste, that's one of the best things, right? I mean, you can't coach size; it's just either having not, and you can mold somebody to, uh, I guess, get him those skills and attributes, right? Right. Well, he's a tremendous athlete, so I mean. You know, we've got, you know, he does just have size. I mean, he's got everything. So uh, he's just green for the position, you know, but we've got, you know, for us, uh, he's the perfect guy because, uh, you know, our guys, everybody believes in Wesley McGriff and uh, and we know he, he can really make this kid special. And uh, this kid, uh, to his credit, he's, he's listening. He's taking coaching very well. Only been out here three, time, three times, but, you know, he's listening. And uh, he, it's important to him. Uh, he wants to, you know, be part of something great, and uh, and we're really excited about him. I mean, uh, you know, Sean and, and Mickey drafted us a great player, and and our job is to make sure that great player is playing great on Sunday. You and Sinceri have a few things in common, I guess. Both the sons of defensive coaches. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, he's, I tell you what, he knows football. So uh, again, another smart, tough guy. Uh, that's going to be fun to coach and. and uh, he has great demeanor. He knows what it's all about. Uh, you know, I don't think you can work, work a coach's kid hard enough, and uh, and he's he's going to be great. What can you talk about the overall approach to add so much talent to the secondary? This obviously your secondary obviously played very well last year, but uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty loaded. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, there's competition everywhere. Uh, it's on all all throughout the roster uh, on defense. We've got, you know, we're stacked up pretty good with numbers. Uh, so competition makes everybody better. So uh, it's not always comfortable, but it ends up always making whoever you end up picking deserved it. They're working hard for it, and you got a heck of a uh, chance. And, and you can't can't ask for more than the players we got here as a coach. I mean, they gave us a ton of talent, and it's it's up to me and our coaches to do a great job with this group, and we will. Now that you have guys like Victor Butler come back from injury, <coughs> Rufus Johnson developing, maybe uh, Powell, will we see more three, four packages that we, you didn't have the opportunity to see last year, or I mean, at least be able to play around with uh, stuff yeah, we haven't seen I mean, from your defense, I guess? Well, you know, we're going to do whatever's best for, for our team, and I think uh, the first thing is, 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 you know, to play them in a base defense to uh, get them to execute that way, but allows us to evaluate all the talent we have. And, and <clears throat> I think whatever we do best is what we'll end up playing. So if it's 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, you know, it'll, it'll hopefully be whatever we do best. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from Brandon Cooks as he spoke with the media for the first time while wearing the black and gold this past weekend. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. 
It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings again from Studio B in Metairie, Louisiana. Of course, we've already heard from head coach Sean Payton and defensive coordinator Rob Ryan about the work that was put forth in the classroom and on the practice field this past weekend. There was a business side also this weekend, and that was the signing of some contracts. Notably, first-rounder Brandon Cooks and the New Orleans Saints agreed on a rookie contract, and Cooks was all smiles over the weekend. Brandon, I guess just the first few practices for you. How's it been? I mean, it's been wonderful. Uh, you know, learning the playbook out there, having fun, and uh, doing what I love to do. So it's been good. How's the adjustment been? Hey, it's not bad at all, honestly. Uh, the offense is similar to my offense uh, back at school, so uh, learning the plays is coming quick. Brandon, how excited are you to be playing in this style of offense? Well, I'm beyond excited. Like I said, it's uh, similar to my offense back yeah. in college, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be able to blow the top off and those other type of things. How did you? How were you used? Did you run the ball much at Oregon? Yes, sir. I did. We had a, a lot of fly sweeps and a lot mm -hmm. of end arounds, uh, so I got a you know I got a familiarity in that background. You know the weather's not like this all the time, right? No, I heard. I heard it's not. I heard it's a little hotter than this, right? Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> how much did you talk to Mike Riley since you've been here? I mean, he's got a connection here in New Orleans. Uh, you know, he gave me a call right after the draft. We talked in, but uh, after that, we haven't talked since. I, I go back to Corvallis uh, Sunday. And I'm pretty sure we'll meet and, uh, you know, just kick back and talk about some things. Brandon, have you talked to Breeze at all? Actually, he, he takes me um, the, the night of the draft, so uh, that was the only time I uh, was able to talk to him. I haven't met him yet in person. Talk, what do you say? Talk about, yeah, talk about just knowing Oh, just excited. Yeah, just excited to have me on here and welcome me on board, just like the other guys did. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be able to play with a uh, potential Hall of Fame quarterback like that, uh, smart and uh, obviously real good. So I'm, I'm excited to play with him. Brandon, how, much like your, how much do you think your versatility is, is, is the big reason why you're here? I mean, I think it's a lot. I mean, you know, obviously I'm not the biggest receiver out there, but uh, my versatility when I, that I bring to the game, uh, I'm pretty sure that was one of the main reasons they drafted me. How important are these five practices considering your situation where you're not going to come back until that last week OTAs? A very important, uh, you know, to show that I can get comfortable with the playbook, uh, that I can pick up on things easily, and I can study. So these five practices are extremely important for me. I think it was real telling that you said on draft night you had a hunch, you had a big hunch that you were, you were coming here to New Orleans. That's oh, very yeah. telling about this being a good fit for you, uh, both being a team thinking you were a good fit. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Um, you know, when Coach Payton had called uh, that night and uh, talked about some of the things we talked about and how excited he was to use me in this offense. And when I uh, went back and studied this offense, I mean, it's very similar to my offense back at school. So. I mean, I'm just excited to be able to be in a fit like this, and I'm just learning as I go. We wanted to describe the similarities that you're talking about but to, the, to the lay person. Mm -hmm. how, would we, how would we say it's similar? Yeah, I mean, just uh, with our formation. You know, some of the play calling, uh, the terms are exactly the same. Some of it's a little different, but as far as where to line up at, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same. Brandon, did they express kind of a, a need for you to maybe 
get involved in special teams in the return game? Oh, of course. I mean, you, you got to come here as a rookie to expect that you're going to play in the special teams uh, game, and I, and I want to. So um, they're pushing for that, and I'm also pushing that, uh, for that for myself. Expect to carry a couple of helmets. Expect to expect uh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. It, it, you know how it is. It, uh, you're a rookie. You got to do some of those things, pay for some of the tabs. Uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm just blessed to be here, and uh, it's a good problem to have, I guess you could say. Brandon, yeah. was there a team in college that present a problem from a press cover standpoint for you and two do you anticipate that being a problem at this next level where everybody's stronger faster that no, type uh, no and no uh, um, I feel like you, for me being uh, not the biggest my quickness mm -hmm. is uh, most uh, corners uh, nemesis so uh, you know when they're trying to press me I got to use uh, my special abilities and that's being quick and coming off the line and, and, and going fast so. and, and put you in motion right I yeah, mean, they, yeah teams can do that yeah right? yes sir what is it about Peyton that, that really excites you? You talk about being excited. I mean, it, the minds, the mind that he has for this game and his offense, uh, you know, and his coaching ability and, and how creative he is um, and put guys in position to succeed in his offense mm -hmm. uh, is it, just very exciting to be as a receiver. You can probably imagine a situation where he clusters guys and you could be clustered in the mm -hmm. slot with, like, J Jimmy Graham, for example. And That'd be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Have stills out wide on one side. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Who knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a kind of thing? Have you had a chance to really consider or think about how Sean does those things? And you know, I, I thought about it, but uh, once again, I come here and I do what's told right now. And, uh, you know, for those things that come later, if not, uh, and it's all right. But um, we, we're in the beginning of the stages right now and the basics in the playbook. So I'm just learning those things. Do you anticipate signing a contract soon? I know it's up to your agent, but do you see oh, yeah, yeah, the I mean, potential? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not, it shouldn't be that many problems going on right now, so I, I anticipate that, but we'll see. I can't wait to see Brandon Cooks, of course, with the full squad when training camp begins in late July and the pads go on and we get our real first-hand look at what Cooks could provide in his rookie NFL season. All right, back to wrap up today's Black and Blue Report after this quick timeout. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Well, let's hope for a big day at the NFL owners' meetings tomorrow and hope that Super Bowl 52 comes our way here to New Orleans in 2018. John DeShazer will join us tomorrow with a report from Atlanta at the NFL owners' meetings. We'll also look in to the uh, Hall of Fame ceremonies for the Saints Hall of Fame. And then on Wednesday, we'll be able to bring you, of course, some visits with the newest inductees to that hallowed hall and then a little bit later in the week we'll be talking nba playoffs too with david wesley and others 
as both the conference finals will be fully underway. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks, of course, to Sean Payton, Rob Ryan, and Brandon Cooks, our producer Daniel Salerson as well. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow, anytime afternoon central, for another edition of the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.